Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me in your Bible tonight, if you would, to the fifth chapter of Mark, Mark chapter 5. Two weeks ago, uh, I ministered, and uh, the Lord just impressed me to, uh, I think I I think I called it something like a faith primer, you know, just, we, we constantly need our faith build up. Amen. The, the message of faith is not, is not a, just a doctrine like uh, the doctrine of the Trinity. Uh, if, you, if you know the Bible, you know that, that God exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, we might not understand how one God can exist in three persons, Uh, It's one of those things that's just the natural mind has a hard time understanding. But we know it's true. And it's a doctrine. We know another doctrine is that Jesus is God. That the Lord Jesus Christ was not just a man. He was a man, but he is the second person of the the Trinity. And it's important that, that the deity of Christ, the doctrine of the deity of Christ is essential. But you know, once you get it, you've got it. You know, you don't use the doctrine of the Trinity. The devil doesn't challenge you with the, on the doctrine of the Trinity, I don't suppose, very often. Uh, or, or even the, the deity of Christ. It's not something that, that, that we uh, have to operate in and, and focus on and use our faith for and those kind of things. But, but other things in life are constantly a challenge. And the reason is that we are spirit beings, born again, born from above. We're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. But that's, that's referring to our inward man. But, in the, but we live in a natural world, and we have physical bodies, and we operate in a, in a natural financial system, and we have other things that we encounter. Well, those things are constantly under assault. And so faith is something that you have to build yourself up on uh, on a regular basis. And I believe that's why the Lord's just having me do a, a couple, three Wednesday nights on uh, things that will just build our faith. So in the fifth chapter of, of Mark, one thing I, I appreciate about the ministry of Jesus is that he kept things simple. You know, he talked about farmers and sowing, and he talked about sheep and sheep folds, and he talked about, uh, you know, sowing wheats and tares. He, he, he kept it simple so that anybody could understand it. You know, he didn't have to keep it simple. <laughs> Jesus, being, being the Son of God, even though he set his deity aside, just in his humanity, you have to understand Jesus was an exceptionally intelligent man. I mean, he didn't have the curse operating in him in, 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 any, degree, in any degree because he was constantly led by the Spirit. His body didn't have 
a sin nature, so there wasn't any, uh, you know, he wasn't forgetful or or the, he, there, there weren't things that he didn't grasp. You know, some of us struggle sometimes to grasp some kind of, of, of aspects of, of, uh, of, you know, whatever it might be. I don't understand certain areas in, in medicine and in physical science. And that's because I've never studied it. And if you tried to, to, to uh, educate me, in, but I'd just be scratching my head, you know. We're all limited. Jesus wasn't limited. He understood the natural world and understood the things around him and concept as, as well as anybody on this earth could. Yeah. It's probably the most intelligent person that's ever lived, I'm guessing. And yet he kept it simple. He didn't, he didn't talk over people's heads. He, he kept it simple. And, and the gospel is that way. They're just simple stories. It's rich in revelation You'll never earn, you'll never learn or you'll never know everything there is, but everybody can learn and understand what they need. That's the wonderful thing about it. The, the most simple people among us, like me, you know, I love it. And the Bible says, uh, uh, remember the feeble minded, you know, well, I, praise the Lord. I qualify, you know, uh, we can, we can get what we need. And of course there's always more understanding, but I just appreciate the fact that the gospel is so simple. So in Matthew, uh, the fifth chapter, of course, we have the story of, of Jesus on the way, you know, to, to wherever he was going and the ruler of the synagogue came. I want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. I'm not going to say much tonight that you haven't heard, but everything I say is going to be important. And there's a couple of things in just in studying this and going over this, there were a couple of things that I picked up that, that I needed to be reminded of and really saw a couple of things in, in a light that I hadn't seen. I saw, you know, another side of things that helped me and blessed me today. And so I believe it'll bless you. In uh, the 25th verse, it says, now a certain woman... <clears throat> A certain woman had an, uh, let me find my verse. A certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew, grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? You know, this is a perfect example of, the, of, uh, of or an illustration of how Jesus laid aside his mighty power and glory because, you know, God would have known everybody, everything they would have done. God would have known how many breaths this person was taking a minute and what this person's heart rate was. And, you know, God, God knows everything. But Jesus is looking around like this. Who touched me? So that, I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't uh, illustrate the humanity of Christ, I don't know what does. He turned around and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, to, to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. If 
Her faith made her well. Your faith and my faith can make us well. And our faith can bring us anything in life we need. And so there are uh, four areas here that are real important about uh, what this woman did that resulted in her uh, receiving the miracle she did. And like I said, this isn't going to be, some of this isn't going to be new, but uh, I believe if you open your heart, you'll hear something maybe from the Spirit that you need. The first thing is the importance of saying something. When she heard about Jesus, she came in the crowd and touched him for she said. Now, the original Greek says that she continued to say. She said and kept saying. She said and kept saying. She came up behind him. She didn't just start saying it when she got there. She kept saying. In other words, she had been saying this over uh, some period of time as she made her way to the Lord. You know, we've already, uh, uh, Luke's already read to us Mark 11, 23 and 24. And, uh, you know, Jesus taught that uh, whoever shall say to this mountain, whatever that mountain might be, whatever the obstacle is in your life, whatever the difficulty in life, whatever it is in your life that that is not what it should be, it could be a physical thing, it could be a financial thing, maybe you're just besought with... with uh, uh, a lot of debt or a lot of, uh, uh, maybe you don't have, uh, you're not making enough money to meet your needs and so forth. Whatever it is, he said, whoever shall speak to this mountain and say, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that is with his heart, believe that those things he says shall come to pass. He will have whatever he said. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe Jesus told the truth? Amen. You can have whatever you say. And if you're not saying anything, you're not going to have anything. Amen. Now, this woman could have gone negative. A lot of people in that situation would have said, well, you know, I've had this this." Uh, blood, you know, this bleeding problem. I've had it for 12 years. I'm not getting any better. I'm getting worse. Not only that, I've spent, I've been to the best doctors. I've been to the best doctors. I've spent everything I have and I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. It would have been easy for her to say, you know what? You know, there was no doubt she was anemic, uh, in, in a terrible condition, weak, it would have been very easy for her to have given up. If you've ever been in a situation where you've been under assault for a long time, you know how easy it is to give up just to say, well, you know, I guess I'm just going to die from this. She could have said that. But when she heard about Jesus, when someone had the boldness to tell her about Jesus, what if no one had told her? What if no one had shared what they knew about Jesus. She wouldn't have known. Because she didn't know until she heard. When she heard about Jesus, something on the inside caused her to say, wait a minute, I'm going for this. And she had the wherewithal to start saying. I don't know if she understood the significance of what she was doing. I don't know if she understood the principles of faith. I don't know that she had ever heard a message on faith. 
Jesus, you know, he taught Mark 11. That was the 11th chapter. This is the 5th chapter. So that, you know, that, that particular teaching that's recorded in chapter 11 hadn't happened yet. I'm, I'm convinced he probably talked about this a lot everywhere he went. But what I'm saying is, this woman, she might not have even understood what she was doing. But somehow she started saying something. She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment... I will be healed. If I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She started saying what she wanted to receive. What she wanted to come to pass. She started saying, I'm going to get this. If I can just get my hands on the hem of his garment, I will be healed. You know, we all have to choose to say what we want to have. Amen. That's our part. God, we all know that God will do his part. God is, God is not the one that's fallen down on the job. God will always do his part, but we have to choose to do our part. And our, his part is, and it's not hard for him because he's God, but in, in the, just in natural terms, he has the hard part. He has the healing part. He has the part, you know, that's required to restore that, that, uh, 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 nerve damage. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. That's God's part. But our part is to do what we know to do. And the first thing is to just start saying it. I'm going to have this. This is mine. I believe this. So she started saying it. We know this that, and we don't, we, we know a lot of scriptures that we don't always live by. Proverbs, Proverbs 18, we all know it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's not in the power of the thoughts. It's not in the power. Death and life is not in the power of intentions. Death and life is not in the power of what we hope. Death and life is in the power. It's under the control of the tongue. It really is. Do you understand that? I mean, do you believe that? Death and life. Is in the is is under the control of the tongue. I think it's Proverbs six says that you are snared with the words of your life uh, of your mouth. You know what it means to be, to be snared. It means to be caught. It means to be trapped. That's what a snare is. It's a trap. He said people are snared. They're caught in life. So many Christians are caught. They're in a trap. And they're doing all sorts of things to get themselves free. And they're struggling for whether it's a just victory in some area of your life, victory over the flesh, victory over the devil, whatever it might be. People a lot of times are struggling and they're, they're in a trap of their own words. What have you been saying? What have you been saying? Well, I hadn't been saying anything. Well, uh, you're not going to get anything. It's, it, 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 Jesus didn't say he will have what he doesn't say. He said he will have what he said. Jesus didn't say he will have what he, what he, ought, what he knows he ought to say. <laughs> we, we know a lot about what we ought to say, but are we saying it? Jesus didn't say he'll have what he thinks. <laughs> he said he'll have what he says. Jesus didn't say he'll have what's marked in his Bible. He didn't say he'll have what's underlined. He didn't say he'll have what's highlighted. He says he'll have what he says. I want to stir you up to start saying 
what it is you want from God. Start saying it. Start saying. Like this woman, she said, now she didn't know whether she could get to him. You know, that's not perfect faith. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garments, garment, she wasn't in perfect faith. Perfect faith would have said, I'm touching that garment. She said, if, if is the badge of doubt. She didn't know whether she could touch his garment or not. She wasn't perfect in her faith, but God met her where she was. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed. God honored the I will be healed and overlooked the fact that she said if. I believe the spirit of God, I believe God's power was helping her get to Jesus even though she wasn't in perfect faith about getting to him and touching the hem of his God. I believe God was helping her on, on the basis of the faith she was exercising to overcome that area of lack. God will meet us where we are. He'll meet us where we are. Sometimes we are guilty of, of wanting other people, and I, and I was talking to somebody earlier this week about this. Sometimes we want our loved ones to lay hold of faith on one kind of level, the level maybe we're on, and they're not able to lay hold of it. Maybe someone at work, they're not able to, to believe what you can believe. Find common ground. Find something they can believe, something that they can have confidence in and, and hook up with them and their faith there and, and join within. You see, when they get a victory in that area, I guarantee you when this woman left healed, she was ready to slay giant, giants. I mean, she was, she was look out, buddy. I'm, I'm getting all that God has for me. Why? Because she believed on one level and God responded to her and took her up to another level. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. She, um, she said it. But then the next thing, she didn't just say it. She acted on it. She acted on it. She did what she said. She said, if I can just get there I, 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 and touch his garment, I will be healed. But again, she could have said, well, you know, there's no need for me to try. Because after all, you know, it's been so long. You know, she had a lot of, she had a lot of obstacles to overcome. She did. She had her, her medical and financial condition that was, was heavy on her. I mean, she, can you imagine to have this bleeding disorder for 12 years? And religion said you can't go out. The Jewish religion said you can't go out. So, well, that was the Bible. That was the law. Yeah, but, but one greater than the law was there. Amen. Amen. You know, when, when, when Jesus is in manifestation, when the Holy Spirit's in manifestation, Jesus is the word of God. Amen. He was one greater than the law and the prophets was among them. You know, you have to be, you have to be willing to get beyond religion if you're going to get much. Luke talked tonight about getting beyond the religion of his upbringing. You know, religion will hold you back and tell you you can't have it and you maybe not and, you know, don't get your hopes up. That's what our uh, Angela's uncle told, told her when, when, when Angela had uh, cancer. She told him what we were believing. He told her, well, don't get your hopes up. Pastor, 
in Pentecostal church for 50 years. Don't get your hopes up. Can you believe? See, that's, that's what religion will do. She had, she had religion to overcome. She had cultural. You know, just aside from Moses' commandments, aside from that, women just weren't, women didn't have a place in society. They weren't educated. They didn't go to school. They couldn't speak. Uh, and so for a, for a woman to be by herself out in public, kind of pushing her way around, I guarantee you she was getting some scornful looks and probably some pushback from some men. Who do you think you are, woman? This is a man's world. You, you know, in, in our time in modern history, you know, we've gone through that, uh, you know, area of thought that it's a man's world and women are supposed to stay in their place. It was way worse than that back then. So she had to overcome that. Of course, she had her physical weakness. You know, she felt like stopping and just giving up. And then the crowd. You know, this was a, this was a multitude of people. A multitude. A multitude's not a few hundred. A multitude, according to the Bible, a multitude is described when it says the, that Jesus, the multitudes came to him and, and he healed them or multitudes came and he fed him. It would give us the numbers. And it would be like 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Well, you know, for every man, there was most of the men, some of the men would, would have been young and unmarried, but most of them would have had wives and they'd have had a bunch of kids. You know, the, the average would have probably been pretty. So you, a multitude could be anywhere from 10, 15, 20, 30,000 people, a million, you know, not a million, but thousands of people. So uh, she had all these people to fight through this crowd. If you're going to get something from God, you're going to have to be a fighter. Amen. You can't be, you can't be weak. You can put your faith in action. Your actions can either defeat you or bring you victory. Did you know that? Even if you're in faith, even if you're saying the right thing, actions, a lot of times people, people, fail because of not acting just not not having the boldness to do what they need to do they don't want to go out on a limb they don't want to you know i don't for too long we've we've had this uh well you know you need to use wisdom a lot of times now there is some truth to that but but a lot of times that's just an excuse for unbelief it's it's an opportunity to compromise what better wisdom is there? What greater wisdom is there than acting like you believe the Bible? That you believe what God's... That he actually told the truth. And that you can count on it. And if he said it and you, and you have it, then you can act like you have it. That's pretty wise to me. Amen. Need to act on what we know to do. And then when she touched him, the Bible says that she felt in her body that she was healed. She felt healing power come into her. Well, healing power could not have come into her if she hadn't received it. Because again, Mark eleven twenty four. maybe she had heard this taught, maybe she hadn't. But Jesus gave a law. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them 
and you'll have them. If, and you know this, everybody in this room probably knows this. Too many people want to, want to feel it. They want something to happen in their body. They want to feel that they're healed. And when they feel that they're healed or they see that they're healed or they have evidence with their natural senses that they're healed, then they're going to believe they've received. But Jesus said that's backwards. He said you have to believe when you pray, believe you receive it before you have it. Believe you receive it and you will have it. Well, she had to have done that because she got it. (laughs) So she received uh, according to her faith. Because Jesus turned around and said later, a few minutes later, he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Amen. The crowd touched him. They didn't get anything. Why Why didn't the rest of the crowd who touched him, why didn't they get anything? Because they didn't say anything. Because they didn't believe anything, because they didn't act. Their, their, their touching them was not him was not an act of faith. They were just bumping into him. There were people. The disciples said, "You know, the crowd's thronging you. That means they're pressing in." So some people were just accidentally bumping him. Maybe somebody was touching him on purpose, just out of you know, just let's see what'll happen. Because other places it said as many as touched the hem of his garment were healed. So this is something that happened every now and then. And maybe they were just touching to say, well, let's just see. See if something will happen to me. Well, they didn't get anything. Amen. Some people were touching him, you know, just to just say they touched him. They didn't get anything. God's power is present everywhere all the time. This is the thing that, that, that I was meditating on today. God's power is always present everywhere all the time. There's enough power in this room. There's enough of God's. Now, we're talking about healing power primarily, but same thing is true where if, where if you have a financial need or whatever it is, there's enough power of God Right here in this room, right now, not somewhere else, right? It, the power's here. You know, that, that electrical outlet over there is not producing anything. But there's power in it. It's not running a vacuum cleaner. It's not lighting a Christmas tree. It's not doing anything, but the power is there. Something has to be plugged into the power or the lights... Uh, are they all on? Yeah, I guess they all, all are, but they're dim. Are all, okay, there's two lights up there that aren't on in the back. You know why they're not on? The switch isn't on. It, there's nothing wrong with the lights. The power's there. There is inherent power in this room. Right? There's enough power here to heal everybody in this room of every single infirmity, great or small. I've been pastoring long enough to know that that people only come up for prayer when they've got something that's really bothering them. And otherwise, they just put up with it. I'll, I'll call, you know, everybody that's, anybody that's got anything wrong with you, come to the front. And nobody comes. I know good and well, a bunch of people out there got stuff wrong with them. 
they don't come up. There's enough power. I would, I would dare say a, a majority of people in this room right now have something physically wrong. Some area where your body that's not 100% perfect. There's enough power in this room, enough power from God, God's power in this room to heal everybody in this room completely. It's present all the time because God's present all the time. Amen. Well, faith is what activates that power. We, we, need, to be, we, meet, we need to be determined to activate more power. We need to be determined uh, to plug in to the power of God more than we do. I know I do. I have to stir myself up. It's easy to just put up with little things. Well, it's not terminal, you know, so I'm not too excited about it and troubled about it. Well, why put up with things? Why leave the outlet unaccessed? Why leave the switch off? Why leave the light out? We have lights in this room, but there are two lights in it that aren't on, and they're not on because it messes up the light on the screen. I get that. But why do we, why do we want to go through life with some of our lights out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do we want to walk through life with, with the sniffles or walk through, the life with, through, through life with allergies or whatever they might be? No, there's power always available. But you have to get into it. You have to plug into it. Amen? Now, this is, a, this is something that, that I think is really important. I know, I know people struggle with this reality. There are times when God healing power is in manifestation. Now, it's not always in manifestation. It, it's always here. There's, there's enough power, like I said, there's enough power in every hospital room in the world, on the planet right now. There's enough healing power in every hospital room to heal every person that's in that hospital room. There's enough, there's enough delivering power in every uh, mental institution to deliver every person that's insane. There's enough power right now that's, that's in that room with that person. It's right there. It's there. The power's there. It's not, and I, I don't, I'm not just saying that in a general sense. I'm saying that the actual power to deliver every one of them is right there because God's there. But sometimes people are especially anointed to minister. The Bible says that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with, and with power who went about doing good, healing. Well, when it says that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power, it's talking about healing power. Now, he was anointed with other power, uh, other sorts of power at different times. When he turned the water into wine, that wasn't healing. That wasn't healing power. That was a different kind of miracle working power. But there is a healing anointing. And Jesus was anointed with healing power. If you notice, Jesus never prayed for a sick person. He didn't pray for the sick. He ministered healing to the sick. Why? Because he had healing power manifested. It, that, that anointing was on him all, all the time. Who anointed him? God did. God 
Anointed, that word anointed means to pour out. God poured healing power. Now, this wasn't in power that was in him because he was God. This was, this was the power that God, and why would, why would he have to anoint him if he's God, if it's just inerrant? No, God anointed, God poured healing power out on Jesus. He was anointed with it. Well, he was anointed with it all the time. That's why he never prayed for anybody. When people came to him, he ministered, he put his hands on them or they put their hands on him. Either way, power went out of him into, that's what happened with this woman with the issue of blood. She, she felt that she was healed. He felt power go out of him. That's how he knew something had happened because he, he wasn't operating in, in his uh, uh, omniscience and all knowingness. He felt that power go out of him. Must have must have surprised him because it wasn't it hadn't been going out. All these other people were touching him, and suddenly it went out. He felt it go out. That was because he was anointed with healing power, and the power that he was anointed with, it was in manifestation. Any time a person exercised faith, that power would go into him. Any time somebody exercised faith, that that's why there were so many instant healings. And a few occasions it said the person began to amend and, and was healed within the hour. Remember that? You don't, you don't see examples of someone praying or Jesus ministering to someone and three months later they recovered. You don't see that. They either covered immediately or very quickly after that. But why? Because he was, he was so anointed with Holy Spirit power. All you had to do was, was exercise faith and that power would go into you. Uh, Jesus was anointed. He, he had the spirit without measure. We have the spirit by measure. And even in our world today, in the church, there are people who are especially anointed with healing power. There are some ministers, that's just part of what God has equipped them with, and they have exceptional miracles that take place in them because they're anointed. They have, I know Dad Hagen used to talk about a special anointing, which, which if I understand it, is separate and distinct from just gifts of healings. Because he said Jesus appeared to him and put his finger in the palms of each one of his hands. And he said his, his, his hands started burning. And Jesus said, I have given you a special anointing to minister to the sick. And he had that. Now, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't on all the time. But he said when he would pray and fast more, it would be in more manifestation. If he prayed and, and fasted less, it would be in less manifestation. So that was the, the challenge of his life and the, and the discipline of his life was to keep himself prayed up where that anointing was flowing all the time. Well, it's, it's, it's a little easier to receive healing when you're ministered, when healing power is ministered to you by someone that's anointed. Now, every now and then, I'll sense the anointing to minister to the sick occasionally. It doesn't happen a lot because I don't have that same office that he was in. But every now and then, I'm conscious of healing, a healing anointing. When, when that happens, if someone will believe it, that's what, that's what Jesus told Brother Hagin. He said, tell people what I told you. He said, tell them that I appeared to you. 
Tell them that I said that tell them that I put the fingers of each of my hand in each one, the palms of each one of your hands. Tell them that I said that if they'll believe it, that healing power will go into them. He said, tell it. And if they believe it, it'll work. If they don't believe it, it won't work. Well, people came to his meetings and he had a reputation. And so because he had a reputation, people believed it. And so they put a demand on it. Somebody else might not have that as often and so doesn't have the reputation and some people won't put a demand on it. I've noticed if people will put a demand on it, they'll be healed. But if they don't, they won't. But the reason, the reason it's easier, I know I'm running out of time. The reason it's easier to receive your healing is because you see the person and that anointing is tangible. It's a tangible anointing. I know a little bit about it, and it is tangible. You can feel it. And Jesus, he had to, he had to come down to a level to minister to people everywhere. And so, because people could see him, and because he had the reputation, great things were happening, that anointing would flow really all they had to do. Some of the people didn't know hardly anything. A lot of the people that got healed in Jesus' ministry... You know like this much about faith. They hardly knew anything. And they got healed. It's because it's easy to receive when that healing anointing is in manifestation. And the greater the anointing, the more results. The stronger that anointing, the more miracles. And, and, and uh, even, even if the person has the same level of faith, just, let's just say three or four people have the same level of faith. If there's a greater anointing, there will be greater results because the power is greater. It's measurable. But when, when the healing anointing is not in manifestation, it's still present. It's still in the room. It's still there. They, God, why? Because God's always there. Healing power is, divine healing power is resident in the divine God. It's in him. It's in the Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus. That healing power is always present. But it takes, a, I'll just tell you, it takes a little more faith to access that healing power when it's not in manifestation than it does when it is in manifestation. I'll say that again. It takes a little more faith to access that healing power when it's not in active manifestation, it takes a little bit more than it does when it's in manifestation. Like I said, if someone is, has a heavy healing anointing, all you got to do is just get in line and, and just believe it'll go right in you. It'll just go right in you. But it, it goes in by faith. You have to believe, but it's fairly easy because it's in manifestation. I, I'm repeating myself, but I sometimes I'm not sure I'm saying it, it as well as I could. When it's not in manifestation, it's, it's, still, it's still available. You just have to use a little bit more faith. And that's why it, sometimes it takes a little bit longer. These, these steps this woman took, they can be steps whereby you can get your, your answer immediately. But when the answer doesn't come immediately, they, these, these things that she did, she said it, she did it, 
She received it, and I didn't get to the fourth one. She told it. Jesus looked around and said, who, who, who touched me? She, she came and told him all the truth. You know, we, I'll just cover, cover this. We need to tell people. We need to tell people. Jesus told the, 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 the madman of Gadara, he, after he was delivered, he said, go back to your friends and tell them what great things God has done for you. We all need to tell it. When you've been received an answer, when God has done something like Tell somebody. Don't argue with them whether or not it's for them or it's not for them. Don't argue the Bible. Just tell them what happened. They either can believe it or not believe it. You don't have to give them a Bible lesson. You don't have to convince them of some deep truth. Just tell them your story. I don't know. You can say what you want to, but this is that's what the man said. Whether he's, whether he's a, a good person or not, I don't know. But I was blind and now I see you know, so tell it. But, but the point is, these steps you can take for anything God promises you in the Bible. But there are some things like financial, if you've got financial problems. God's not going to dump a, a, you know, there's not going to be a Brinks truck drive up to your house tonight and just <laughs> unload, you know, and meet all your financial needs. It's, that's just not going to happen. It's going to take some time for those for that financial situation to change. You see that? Some things just take time. So these steps become principles to live by. What do you do? You keep saying it. You can just keep on saying it. Bless God, my needs are met in the name of Jesus. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep acting like it's so. I doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm going to write phony checks. That's not what I mean. But, but you're going to stop acting poor. You're going to start, stop. Well, praise the Lord. I can meddle here. Don't act poor. Act like you've got something. Amen. Hold your head up. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's going to meet your need. God's going to fill your tank, whether it's $5 a gallon or $15 a gallon. Now, I don't want it to go to $15 a gallon. Nobody does. I'm not, I don't think it's, I don't think the gas price, I don't know, I'm going to get off on this. It's $8.50. I don't think the gas prices are funny. They shouldn't be this high. It's ridiculous. But I'm not concerned about it. Because I, I don't want to pay $4 a gallon, but I don't mind it either. I'd rather it be $2.50. But... It doesn't matter whether it's 250 or 550. I'm going to pay, I'm going to drive everywhere I need to drive because my God's a provider. So don't have a poverty mentality. You can, you believe this, you say it, you act on it, you do it, you tell people about your blessing, praise the Lord. Uh, But sometimes healings take time to manifest. Sometimes people have, have come to church and they want me to deliver them. They want me to pray the prayer of faith. They want me to put my hands on, not just me, any other minister. They want, I I knew a man years ago, he wanted me, he was addicted to gambling. He was addicted to gambling. He would just blow all of his paycheck down at the dog track and, and it was tearing his marriage up and tearing his family apart. He come to me, he wanted me to cast the devil out of him and to get him delivered from, from gambling. Well, he, he yielded to that over time. 
And I prayed for him one time and then he came back in. Well, you know, I need you to pray for him. I just need, and I said, no, we've prayed. You need to believe God. You need to stand your ground. Some people want the preacher to pray for their healing and, and get them free. And they're looking to the preacher. And they'll go from church to church to find some place where somebody can pray the prayer of faith. But it comes down to what are you, what are you willing to believe? Start saying it. Start doing it. Start, start receiving it. Start telling it. Now, the woman told before she said what she wanted and then she told what she what had happened you can't tell something that has happened you can't tell it until it's happened but you can you can tell god what you're believing and thank him for it all the time well praise the lord i'm out of time i would go on but amen it it does take a little bit of faith when it takes time but to be honest to be perfectly honest and everybody likes an honest preacher to be perfectly honest the overwhelming majority of the times and the situations you're not going to receive with a special anointing. It's just not in manifestation. Even in somebody like Brother Hagen or some other person that has healing, had a healing ministry, he wasn't around all the time. He was in town for a short, distant period of time in a church, so he was gone. Most of your deliverance, most of your answers are not going to come by special manifestations. They're going to come by you tapping into that power that you can't see that's present all the time. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. It works. Just don't get discouraged. Stay with it. Be like the woman with the issue of blood. She kept saying it. She just kept saying it. She kept saying it. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Keep receiving it. Praise the Lord. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.